Hi, Rabbi Rashi Simon here with a Shabbos and Elul message for all my friends at Kesher and beyond. At the end of this week's parasha, Shoftim, we read of the enigmatic mitzvah of the Egla Arufa, literally the decapitated calf. If the body of a murder victim is found in a field, the Torah requires the elders of the nearest city to perform a curious ritual involving the declaration that our hands have not shed this blood and our eyes have not seen. In other words, we are not responsible for this tragic death. Rashi explains that the pious elders of the city aren't suspected of cold-blooded murder. Rather, they are declaring that they didn't see this wayfarer leaving the city without escorting him and supplying him with provisions for his journey. Many have wondered, however, how a symbolic escort and a lunch for the road would possibly have protected him from a would-be murderer. The great 16th century Maharal of Prague advances an explanation which we may introduce with a story. A proctor was administering a final exam for a large college class. After giving several warnings, he announced that time had expired and all exam booklets must now be submitted. One student continued frantically writing. When he brought his exam paper forward a few minutes later, the proctor refused to accept it. He said, you're late and now you've failed this course. Dismayed, the student exclaimed, do you have any idea who I am? implying that he was entitled to special treatment. The proctor answered, I don't know who you are and I don't care. You broke the rules, you suffer the consequences. With that, the savvy student, secure in his anonymity, opened the stack of exam books on the proctor's desk to the middle, stuck his book in and quickly walked out the door. Although this tale may be apocryphal, it teaches us the value of being an anonymous part of a larger group. The Maharal explains that on a naturalistic level, having extra food in his satchel wouldn't have protected the traveler against an assailant. On a spiritual level, however, it could have assisted him greatly. When a person is considered in isolation, he is judged on the basis of his own merits. He may be righteous and deserving of divine intervention, but this is not the case for the average person. If so, what is he to do? When a person is part of a larger group, he is able to benefit from their accumulated merits. This may protect him even if his own merits are insufficient. When a wayfarer is lodging in a town, he is automatically part of the community, but when he sets out on his own, he breaks this bond. Escorting him on the beginning of his journey and giving him food enables him to maintain his link to the city even when he is traveling on his own. A town which allows a visitor to depart without establishing any lingering connection between them is partially liable for misfortune that befalls him. It may have been in their power to prevent it, and therefore the elders of the city closest to the scene of the crime formally assert that this wasn't the case. As the month of Elul begins and we prepare for the impending judgment of Rosh Hashanah, we may find comfort in the message of the Maharal. We are all travelers through this world. If we live our lives in isolation, in one month's time we will be judged only on our own merits. An unsettling thought. However, if we identify with the community participating in synagogue life and contributing to the needs of the tzibur, we will benefit from their collective merits. In this way, may we be written and inscribed for blessing and achievement in the year ahead. Chodesh Tov and have a wonderful Shabbos.